the big stories of the week of, of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray tearing an ACL long road back for the uh, young quarterback who's just finishing up his fourth year in the league. Here to talk about that road back uh, ESPN injury analyst, Stefania Bell, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Stefania, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you. Uh, my reaction, and I, I think some people felt this way in watching that injury take place on the third uh, play of the Monday night game, Stefania, was that you know sometimes when a player uh, has a non-contact ACL tear, it's very evident as to what happened. I didn't. It, mm-hmm. it didn't appear that way with Kyler Murray. How common is that in your in your estimation? Oh, I actually thought it really did look like a classic ACL tear, but here's the difference. I mean, he's so mobile uh, and nimble, and I think it was just the quickness of it. I think uh, what you're referring to is if there is non-contact, sometimes we see a guy's foot really stick in the grass, you know, or it looks like they stopped on a dime and maybe their body moved and the rest of them didn't. If you go back and look at that injury uh, and kind of slow it down and... and, You guys are wondering, it's what I do all the time, right? And you, you watch these things slow motion, different angles, uh, 30 or 40 times. What you see is uh, the hallmark of this ACL non-contact injury is a player is stopping to change direction, typically to cut to the inside. So they're running, they decelerate pretty sharply, and they start to move to the inside. And when they do, if that knee and hip and ankle alignment drop a certain way where the knee kind of bows in and they lose some control at the hip, that's right the moment where it will happen. It's a deceleration rotational injury. And in fact, um, if you go back and look at the video you can, and you look in close, you zoom in, you can actually see when uh-huh. his ACL tears where the shin bone, the tibia, shifts on the femur, the thigh bone. And that's what happens when that restraint of the ACL fails and you get a shearing effect. And so uh, by going back and looking at it, you can see it. When it happens in real time, especially with how quick Kyler Murray is, I think it's harder to pick up. Medical technology as it relates to sports and performance-related injuries has come so far recently, and you obviously know that. Uh, Update us on what the range of recovery tends to look like for non-contact ACL tears. So it's interesting because uh, I think we've improved in terms of understanding what we have to do quickly with people coming out of this type of surgery. Get your range of motion back, minimize the swelling, get your quad strength going. Um, but we're still evolving in that department. And as, as good as the rehab gets and as refined as the surgical techniques get, you can't speed up the biology of tissue healing. And I think that's the big lesson over the last, I would say, decade of ACL recovery. If you look at uh, NFL players as a group, take any skill position really, because they have similar demands, you can see that there is a range in terms of recovery time. Some guys will come back closer to eight or nine months. Some guys are pushing it a year beyond. And there are a number of factors that, that that um, go into that, uh, but you're not going to see much below nine months, eight or nine months. Uh, Adrian Peterson is the one that still gets called out, but that's been a minute since he did yeah. that, and really nobody has replicated it since that time. We've seen a couple other players come back and have. Uh, really similar metrics in their subsequent year following ACL surgery. But 
that's just a handful. Most guys come back, um, they function, and they sort of use that year to get back to their pre-injury um, status in terms of how successful they were. So I think the the timetable hasn't evolved that much, and the sweet spot seems to be around nine months to a year. But like I said, many factors, including was it a clean ACL, meaning no other damage inside the joint, uh-huh. no cartilage damage, no other tissue. Um, how was you know was the surgery uneventful? Was the recovery uneventful? And and those are things that you can't predict at the outset. Stefania Bell, ESPN injury analyst, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, you're right on the timetable. It's very individual. We don't know. There's always that range. But the effects on when a player comes back, and especially a player of Kyler Murray's skill set, what makes him dynamic is his his legs, his ability to make those quick cuts and his and his quickness. And you know, recently, Stefania, as you know, we've we've seen quarterbacks uh, that a pocket passers come back and and pick up right where they left off. Uh, and how much concern do you think there is for uh, the the future of Kyler Murray to return to his dynamic skill set pretty quickly after recovering from this? Yeah, I think. Um Number one, I have no doubt that he'll be able to return to being the same kind of player. Uh, it's a matter of when that happens. And the challenge for a quarterback, it's twofold. Um, one is just in the pocket when you have people coming at you. Now, when it's a non-contact injury and his happened outside the pocket, happened when he was running, uh, it, there may not be as much of that because he doesn't have that memory to get through. I've, I've talked to uh, guys, you know, somebody that would, it would resonate with. Well, in Arizona is Carson Palmer, who had uh, not not just one ACL tear, but a second one. Yeah. I remember when he was in Arizona, he was coming back from his second one. He said um, that he really didn't have the same concerns as the first because the first he got injured on a contact play uh, when the pocket collapsed. His second was just when he was doing something outside the pocket. He wasn't, wasn't exactly scrambling like Kyler Murray, but he, he didn't have the same challenges in terms of that mental hurdle to get back. But the confidence in your knee, um, that ability to know that you can run, stop, make that same move that Kyler was making when he heard it, he's going to need to feel like I can do that again and my knee is going to support me. And that's probably the hardest thing to get back. So you can look fantastic. You can be running well. You can have all your strength. You can have all the metrics that we measure look really, really good and still be working to get back over that mental hurdle that allows you to just cut loose and play. And, and athletes will always talk about this, no matter what the sport, uh, no matter how they got hurt, it's the confidence in the leg. And that's just as individual as some of the other healing parameters. Sure. So, uh, But it's a very real thing. And yeah. so knowing he hasn't had a major injury before, that's going to be the challenge. Yes, no doubt about it. Psychologically, it's going to be a big deal for him. All right, finally, um, when you look across the NFL, these non-contact injuries, they become um, a polarizing issue with the NFL PA. Uh, there's been a string of them. There have been people calling for the end of field turf. Now, we, we don't think this applies, to, obviously, to the Cardinals because they play on natural grass in that field, generally regarded among the best in the NFL. But of the 30 NFL stadiums, and two of them are shared facilities, 14 of them have field turf. Where do you think this whole thing is going with ACLs in the future? 
Yeah, and, and it's not just the ACLs. We've seen a lot of increase in high ankle sprains and any of these lower extremity soft tissue injuries. Uh, the, the challenge in sort of assigning blame is that most of these injuries are multifactorial. So there's a combination of factors. What was the shoe wear? What was uh, the field surface? What was the what were the other conditions of the game? What was the athlete's history? But um, to your point, the 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 composition of the field and whether it's synthetic or natural grass, the synthetic surfaces are not all made equal either. And I think there's going to continue to be more conversation about that because even though the NFL presented some data showing that the injury rate uh, wasn't significantly different from artificial surface to grass across a number of years, and I, I believe that to be the case, you can obviously have injuries on grass, there is some discussion about the different types of composition of, of synthetics and how some may be less favorable than others. And there are people who are looking at it who both inside and outside the league. So I don't think the conversation is going away. Stefania, thanks so much for uh, all the information and insight. We really appreciate you spending.